Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The following is a presentation of Treasure Island Baseball Network. Before a celebration like this, and the 2-0 pitch, he swings and hammers. Left field and deep. Open up the gates for going home. There are key decisions made every day throughout the organization and on the diamond. If you want a stand-up guy, you're looking at it. Hustle, heart, accountable, a leader in the clubhouse and on the field. This is the show that gives you inside access to everything surrounding your favorite team. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside Twins. We are live here in downtown Cleveland, Ohio, gearing up for the final game and the rubber game of this three-game series. The Twins and the Indians one last time. An odd day weather-wise here in downtown Cleveland. Woke up this morning. It was cloudy. It was windy. It was snowing. It was sleeting. Yet now as we look out to the playing field, it is bright. It is sunny. Still breezy. Temperatures in the upper 30s. So we will play this ball game despite the odd weather pattern we've seen all weekend long this game looks to begin right on top the pitching matchup for game three today will feature right hander tyler duffy for the twins who's 0-2 but still sporting a good era in the mid twos trevor bauer in the indians rotation for the injured carlos carrasco opposes for the tribe bauer's 3-0 era in the high threes i'm Corey provis we thank you for tuning in today you can reach us two ways via email inside twins at twinsbaseball.com or on twitter Hashtag Inside Twins. And our guest on the program on this Sunday morning is the assistant GM for the Minnesota Twins and team vice president. We say good morning to Rob Anthony. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm well, Corey. How are you doing? Always good to visit with you. Are you allowed to tell us where you are right now? I know sometimes these things have to be kept uh, kind of quiet. Where are you? I'm at my house. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. How are things? Things are uh, going pretty well. We were happy to break that. Ugly eight-game losing streak yesterday. Get one on the board and just take it a day at a time. Hopefully we build on that today. Irvin Santana was sharp. And uh, did, did you see any rust out of Irvin the prior start? He did not have a rehab outing. And that start he had opposite sale last weekend in Chicago. Did he look rusty to you and more like himself yesterday? He did look rusty his first time out. And we probably made a mistake not sending him out to get a game, a rehab game in before. Um, but sometimes you, you see the bullpens and you, and you look at it and you go, all right, this guy's ready to go. And uh, he's one of our better options on any given day. But yesterday he did look much more like himself. What pitch was working or pitches were working best for Santana yesterday, Rob? 
Oh, I think the the mix and being able to throw all three for strikes was probably a key, but his slider is always his best pitch, but I thought he used his fastball well, and like I say, he threw the ball over the plate, he kept the ball down, and and, uh, and gave us a chance to get out and get a lead, which we haven't done much of this year. And Juan Centeno was behind the plate for that outing yesterday, and Centeno's going to catch uh, Tyler Duffy for the second straight start here this afternoon as well. Centeno is a guy that you probably can fill us in a bit more as to what his makeup is, what are his strengths, and what are things that he still needs to work on at this level. I think some of the things that we saw in the spring was that he, he swung the bat pretty well. He showed a little bit of pop and, and took decent at-bats. Uh, I thought he was a little rough behind the plate this spring. Uh, didn't receive quite as well as, as I had hoped, but um, he's done a, a pretty good job up here. He's had some outings and some games when he's been out there where he's had to block so many pitches in the dirt, breaking balls in the dirt, and, and he's done a pretty good job containing and, and uh, controlling the ball back there. He can throw. He's got a, a solid average arm and is pretty accurate. So um, he's, he's about everything you're looking for when you're – out there in that six-year free agent market, and Brad Style did a nice job getting him into the into the mix. He came in and he he put a uh, made a pretty good impression this spring. So when we needed to go get a guy, he was the guy. He's only 26 years old. He'll turn 27 in November. And when you sign a guy like him as that six-year minor league a non-roster invitee to spring training, do you have a good read as to whether or not? His offense is ahead of his defense, and if so, where does Juan kind of rank in that regard? Yeah, I think we, we had a fairly good idea, and he had some experience. That was probably one of the big things. He had been up in the major leagues with a couple different teams for a cup of coffee, and, and just being one of those guys that you can go down and get. He's been there before. He's not going to be as nervous as somebody who might be coming up to, to make their major league debut. and uh, So just that comfort back there, and I think that with him being able to catch some of these guys in spring training has been good for him uh, as when he comes up now, but also in, in Rochester when he was down there, he showed the ability to control a game, and he calls a pretty good game. I think he has a pretty good feel for what the pitcher's looking to do uh, and, and is in sync with the pitcher, so that's a positive. And he connected on his first big league home run yesterday. It turned out to be uh, the, the game changing at bat, that two-run blast off Kluber, and you mentioned that his offense, did that kind of surprise you guys because the spring training numbers were really solid? Yeah, I, th- I was a little surprised. I didn't expect to see as much, but spring training can be can really trick you, Corey. Some guys go out there and they have an unbelievable spring training, and you think that you've got one type of player, and at the end of the year, the offensive numbers aren't anywhere near the early indication in spring training. And uh, But he did, he, when he went to Rochester, he continued to swing the bat pretty well, and and like I say, we kind of looked at it early in the year and said if we needed to go get a guy, it would probably be Santino. And and so uh, he was kind of in that position when we did need to make the switch and, and send J.R. Murphy down to get some consistent at-bats and try and get his swing going. All right, we'll take our first break. When we come back at Inside Twins, we'll get into some injury news, updates on guys like Gibson, Perkins, also Eduardo Escobar. He is coming along with the groin injury as well. Still much more to come. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. We'll continue live from the Twin Cities and from Cleveland next on your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Game three coming up in just about an hour from now. It'll be the Twins and the Indians, Tyler Duffy and Trevor Bauer. This program takes you up until the bottom of the hour. And Chris Atterbury standing by with today's pregame show live from here in Cleveland. Corey Provis back with Rob Anthony. And, Rob, the uh, Twins made a roster move. They've made a bunch in the recent weeks, but one in particular yesterday we saw early in the morning. And Clinton from Eden Prairie is curious about this one. Uh, J.R. Graham traded to the Yankees for cash considerations or a player to be named later. Can you take us through how that worked out? Yeah, well, we needed to designate. Uh, we designated he and uh, Ryan O'Rourke, and we put O'Rourke, O'Rourke through outright waivers, and he cleared, so he was sent to Rochester. Uh, but we didn't do that with Graham. We had interest from the Yankees on him, and so we have been negotiating back and forth, and, and yesterday Terry agreed to a deal with the Yankees to send him over there for a player to be named later or cash. We had discussed a lot of different names but weren't able to agree on one. Um, but we have, have some uh, – some finality to that so that JR can get on his way. He can he can report to their AAA club and get going and, and uh, not be left in limbo any longer. So, so that's interesting. So, so, Graham, you knew that the Yankees were interested, and then as this 10-day window was still ongoing, you still had time to work out a, a corresponding deal? Yeah, the way, the way it works is, is when you designate a player, you have 10 days to either assign him, trade him, release him, do something with him. Um, but uh, in, in his situation, um, the Yankees called and indicated interest uh, right away before we got too far into the process, and then so we spent the rest of the time. But we had to make a move by yesterday because had we not been able to make a deal, we would have had to put him on outright waivers, so they would have expired by the 10th day, which would be Monday. Uh, so we it ran down to the wire, and the, the negotiations went on and on, but uh, as much as anything, we were trying to do right by Jr. here, and also rather than just put him out there and, and uh, let a team claim him, which we were pretty sure they would, we were trying to to get something better back. Can you recall all your all your years in the front office now with the Twins and, and in the game that this ball club being this active with the waiver wire this early in a given season? No, not a, honestly, I can't, um, and that's a sign of, of what's been going on. You know, you get to a certain point and you need to do something. You need to shake it up a little bit. You're trying to do everything. We're trying to do what we can to try and uh, jumpstart this club, maybe a fresh face or give somebody an opportunity. A guy like Santino comes up and, and he's doing a pretty good job. So he, he's taking advantage of his opportunity. Mastriani's has been up and he really hasn't played a lot, but we brought him up as an extra outfielder, a pinch runner, a guy that you might be able to throw in there against a left-hander. Um, so there, there were different reasons and for some of the moves, and some of the reasons were to get guys like Buxton and Kepler back down to the minor leagues where they could play every day. And we sent Murphy down there so he could get regular at bats because those are guys that we believe can be obviously good uh, contributors in an everyday role down the road. So Rather than have them continue to struggle, lose confidence up here, we wanted to get them to Rochester where they could play every day, where they could work on some things um, and not be under the microscope of a team that's struggling in the big leagues. So some of the moves were, were made for the benefit of some of the younger players to try and get them regular at-bats and to try and get them to 
where they can come back up and, and contribute to the big league club, but um, not continue to go through the daily grind and struggles where the frustration and, and the adjustments that they're trying to make are, are really magnified on a daily basis. One more question before our next break. And speaking of young players and, and the need to play every day, Jorge Polanco is in the lineup today, but you know, playing time has been tough to come by for, for this young guy. Is he better off, Rob, honestly, being down in the minor leagues, playing, playing every day there, or just based on necessity right now, does he still have value with his current uh, 25-man roster makeup up here? Well, he's up here because we needed him with Escobar going on the DL, but uh, when he's ready to, to come off, I would think that it would probably be beneficial to get Planco down playing every day as he's still uh, working his way and, and progressing and developing down there. So uh, ideally you'd like to have him playing every day at Rochester, but the sometimes injuries dictate that he had to be the guy to come up and fill in that role in that spot right now, and, and it is difficult. Nunez is playing very well. Uh, at short, providing offense to a club that had struggled to get some offense. Uh, so Paul Molitor did hint today that uh, if, if Nunez would need a day off at short, that he would lean to Polanco first before Danny Santana, just opting right now to keep Danny in center, and Jorge Polanco would be the next option with Escobar out at short. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll get into some injuries next as Inside Twins continues live from Cleveland on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins. We are live here in Cleveland. Corey Provis alongside Rob Anthony joining us on the telephone today. Rob, let's get into some injuries if we can. Uh, guys like Glenn Perkins and Kyle Gibson, they've been out for a while now with uh, you know shoulder injuries. Let's start with those two guys. How are they progressing here? Uh, well, Perkins is, is uh, progressing nicely. He's still probably, uh, I believe the 23rd is the date we have circled for him to throw a bullpen. Um, but he's coming along, the, the shoulder's getting better and more strength. Kyle Gibson, is, is uh, he threw a bullpen yesterday. Everything went well, and uh, or I, should, I should say Friday. And uh, he'll throw another one on Monday and then throw some live BP on Thursday when the club gets home. If all that goes well, we hope to send him out on a rehab right after that, and he'll probably be down to join the Miracle in Fort Myers. When you when you think about an upcoming rehab, and let's, I guess, focus on Gibson, is this almost like starting over? Does this have to be a whole new spring training? Has the injury been that that lengthy that he'll need to start over page one here? I don't think it's going to be a, a start over page one, but I would say that it's going to be a progression where he may need three starts and, and be prepared to be able to come back up here and throw 90 pitches or so in his first start when he comes back up. Until he's ready to do that, he's going to have to make some rehab starts down there. And ideally, you'd like to go with a progression of you know, 50, 75, 90 pitches or 45, 60, 75 with knowing that his next start, he should be ready to go 90-plus. So I would say he's probably going to need at least three rehab starts to get back going. And, and some of the performance and his uh, ability to throw strikes and his command and everything else, as well as his health, will help dictate when he's ready to come back. Hey, Rob, getting back to Perkins for a moment, in your conversations with him but also the Twins' medical staff, any correlation between the injury he's out with to to the lack of velocity that he featured in spring training? Were those at all connected? He, he doesn't believe so. He said he didn't have any of these issues during spring training. Um, and one of the things that we kind of kept an eye on and and we're aware of is that 
he was only throwing 89-90 in spring training, but he did the same thing last year. And then, and we had a little concern. He told us, no, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. And he rolls out and saves 28 of his first 28. And so this year when the same thing happened, we kind of looked at it and said, all right, it's the same. He's on the same program. He's just not going to let it go and air it out until he has to. And, and he's just working on some things, which he was during spring training. So um, we thought there was an explanation for it. And he still doesn't believe that it was that he didn't he didn't feel injured or have anything holding him back, so I'm not sure that uh, that was the case. Eduardo Escobar has been out now on the DL with a groin strain. Is he has he done any baseball related activities in recent days? No, he's just starting to. He's he's swung in the pool and did some of those things where it just keeps the 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 weight and the stress off the legs and stuff. But he's he's starting to jog and, and run a little bit, and so I think he's progressing towards. Hopefully he'll be ready to go, uh, ready to do something uh, by the time his, his 15 days are up. All right, we'll take our last break. When we come back, I want to get into some minor league discussion. We'll we'll visit on Byron Buxton. His numbers are tremendous right now at Rochester. How long does he need to be down there before he comes back up? We'll talk about that and more next with Rob Antony. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. And we're back with more next at your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We're back inside Twins. The last couple of minutes on our program today, Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis back with Rob Anthony. Rob, Byron Buxton, I read, uh, I guess, late last night, a minor injury in Rochester? Uh, he did. We took him out of the game for precautionary measures. His uh, back tightened up a little bit, and, and rather than take any chances they took him out but uh, I don't think anybody seems real concerned about it we'll kind of take it day by day but we don't expect him to miss any extended period of time his numbers 20 games down there triple a is on base percentage uh, is over 350 his strikeouts that we that the numbers that we saw up here those have quieted down down in the minor leagues what do you make of Buxton and the run he's been on down there and how long do you want to keep him down there well, he's been off to a good start in terms of making some adjustments. It's hard to say how long the process will be, but he's he's gone back to using a leg kick, so it will probably take a little bit of time for that to get the timing back with that. He's working on trying to stay through the ball more with his swing and with the goal being more consistent, hard contact as that improves. Uh, the numbers will, will show that. He'll get on base more and his speed will play more, but this is a guy who has ability to drive the ball to the gaps and we want him to be aggressive and, and attack when he's up there. Um, you know, the the bunt part of it, he's also working on his bunting a little bit because you don't want to lose that ability with a guy that with that kind of speed. He doesn't even need to drop down a perfect bunt to be able to bunt for a hit. But he's a guy that we want. He, he has a chance to be an offensive impact guy. We don't. It's not a guy that we want just out there trying to put the ball in play and outrun uh, choppers to short. So. Uh, he's working on trying to drive the ball and to, to stay through it and, and become that offensive guy that we believe he can be. Rob, last one, less than a minute to go. Getting back to that Buxton leg kick, are players, young players, less inclined to, to make some kind of drastic change up at the big leagues? Is that more catered for spring training and minor league time? Well, it, it, it is difficult to make changes like that. and He, he had that leg kick in the minor leagues. And I think when he was struggling with the fastball and getting beat a lot, uh, striking out a lot, they decided that let's try and take the leg kick away and see if we can calm that down and, and make more consistent contact. And 
And uh, so he was going that route. And when he went back down to the minor leagues and uh, talking with Chad Allen, they decided that it, was, it might be a good idea to try and go back to that leg kick, get him more comfortable in doing the things that got him to the big leagues to start with. Hey, Rob, thanks for the time today. All right, thanks, Corey. That's Rob Anthony joining us live. We have more to come. Chris's pregame is next on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.